Good day, and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Associate Editor Elijah Poindexter. Recently, I spoke with Narendra Mystery, Chief Product Officer of International Digital Banking and Core Provider for Nastra. We spoke about how cloud technology will soon become an inevitable technology for banks and financial institutions, along with best practices for choosing between a public and private cloud. Uh, I think the pandemic has taught us uh, a number of things that we hadn't been privy to before, you know, forced into a situation where you have to do a lot of remote activity. Uh, the consumers are expecting a lot of digital experience now. And it's really important that uh, the cause is seen as, a, as an enable to a lot of the technology and solutions that are out there. And of course, you know, making sure that you have that right solution and the right capabilities to deliver the digital experience to the end user is very, very important. Uh, we've seen, uh, certainly in, in our world, a number of our customers that are now in the pipeline for doing the upgrade as soon as possible. And, of course, we also know that during the pandemic, there's been a huge situation where a number of the banks have not been able to survive uh, in, this, uh, in this pandemic scenario simply because they were not able to service their customers from that perspective. So, again, that alongside with the fact that, you know, there is a change happening in the industry from that perspective. And looking at the cloud as a solution is going to be really, really important for, for these banks. And we also know that, you know, um, as, as the world has grown uh, from that perspective, you know, having solutions uh, in a situation where you cannot apply some of the uh, fintech ecosystems and the digital experiences become a real problem. And hence now we can see that people want to make sure that they are updated and upgraded to the latest version of the solutions. And also those solutions are future proof. Absolutely. So, you know, when you take a look at like a, a newer sort of high level core, obviously Fusion Phoenix being a, a, a perfect example. How do they, you know, sort of support banks in working with fintechs or, you know, broadening, you know, their technology options? So maybe an open banking or an embedded finance uh, uh, question for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, Finastra, when we look at our journey over the last three years, we, we realized, of course, that, um, you know, 90 percent of the innovation actually happens outside of Finastra or 99.9 almost, if you want to call it that. Right. Being uh, a, a unit that has a limited number of resources, but the world has a lot more. And if you think about it from that perspective, you know, if you open up your solutions, that that in itself provides you with so much more capacity out there for fintechs to build and generate uh, new solutions, new businesses um, that, that the consumer can take advantage of. And therefore, the banks can look and think about how they can grow uh, into some of these new markets that are available. And so for us, FusionFabric.cloud and the open API solutions that we provide uh, is a great influence uh, for people to think about. And the fintechs that we've onboarded that gives them a variety of choices of what to do. So no longer do you have to come uh, to the vendor and say, oh, I need this. They can go and choose uh, what makes sense. So it's a big change that we've seen uh, from that perspective, and especially from financial perspective, we want to be open and provide that opportunity for our customers. You know, what are the key technologies that, that you know, sort of underpins a lot of these new sort of fintech and, 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 and automation integrations with banks, of course, are APIs. 
So many, again, so many integrations are handled with APIs or via API. So, you know, what are some key things or some best practices that, you know, uh, bankers should keep in mind when it applies to APIs, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, cores and integrating with uh, these sort of newer cores? Uh, Elijah, the API is, 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 is not something that's new. I mean, I think uh, many people know that integrations of applications that happen for the decades that have come, et cetera. But what has changed now is, is more about the way in which uh, the ease of the integration, the understanding of the business service that goes alongside with it. So with these RESTful open APIs, it makes it much more easier for, inter, you know, applications to integrate much more seamlessly and provide a straight through service that gives the right digital experience to the end user. And, and when we see that integration happening much more quicker and much more easier, it also becomes a standard between it's easier to maintain and ensure that you can update your solutions and keep them updated as they go along. And I think that's a, a really important thing. We've had APIs in the past, but they were not as structured as what we wanted. And they're more of a technical nature as opposed to a business nature. And this is where we see a, a, a real transformation in the business when, when we bring out all of these open APIs. You know, when does a bank know when it's time to sort of upgrade that core? What are some of the things? And I think we know some of the you know more obvious things, such as, you know, cost or, or, or time or a level of resources needed to maintain it. But maybe what are some of the more like underrated or overlooked, you know, reasons that a bank would upgrade a core? And, you know, when do they know? So, I mean, I, I think the, the pandemic that we briefly mentioned a little earlier also kind of hinted to the fact that um, if you don't have the right core, you're not going to be able to provide uh, the enablement to the banks to be able to then work with their uh, end users to provide the service that they want to be able to provide. And to be able to be flexible and work alongside with uh, non-bank fintechs, etc., you need to ensure that you have the latest versions of the solutions, but also a solution that is open and available in the fintech ecosystems. And of course, you know, nowadays there's a lot more about personalized approach to products with their customers and, and being able to offer and access financial services almost anywhere. And the mobile phone has become really, really key in everything that we do today, realistically. And so having a core that is compliant, regulated, but also much more fintech friendly uh, and open gives us much more of an open opportunity. And of course, down outside, if you think about it, you know, in the world today, um, 50% of the transactions that happen with non-banks, basically, and that's with embedded finance. So there's a lot of competition out there from that perspective. So it's important to make sure that if you want to stay in the business, if you want to be able to serve your customers, then you have to think about making sure you have the right core at the right level. And therefore, you know, investment has been low over many years, but now the pandemic has taught us that if you want to stay in the game, you really got to make sure that you're updated and upgraded. So, you know, let's, let's talk about cloud if we can for a little bit. Uh, do you ever see a time when like a majority of, 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 of cores that are widely in use, uh, do you ever see a time when they'll be running on the cloud mainly? Well, uh, you know, it's it's been an interesting question prior to the pandemic. There's always been some judgments here and there, etc. Is cloud secure? You know, is it able to give me what it needs? Do I have control over things, etc.? And of course, what's happened is that the pandemic has shown people that in reality, right, the 
the banks are not able to offer and deliver infrastructure or security or services like the cloud, with the with the ability of the cloud providing that level of uh, uh, service and capability, and ensuring from a security perspective uh, that it, it delivers a solution, it's almost uh, inevitable that all of our banks are going to end up on on cloud. I mean, if you think about how our home day solutions that we've got, whether it's streaming, etc., everything comes from the cloud. You don't know where it's coming from from that perspective. But what you do know is that you can get your service at anywhere at any time. And the important thing is that when you're looking at a 24 by 7 operation, you have to think about how do you scale that amongst other businesses that are running alongside that. And so from that perspective, cloud is, is definitely uh, the, the inevitable solution for, for everyone. Now, it might be that People have different types of clouds. It might be a private cloud or it might be a public cloud, depending on the solution and the reach that it needs to be able to go. But clearly, when you think about total cost of ownership, uh, it's important to think that, well, actually, you know, as much as I want to keep hold of my technical uh, capabilities within house, people are now thinking that, well, actually, technicality can be looked after by a professional capability, such as Microsoft Azure. And, of course, from that perspective, um, it means to say that the banks can focus on much more of their business and their capabilities of what they can do and help serve the digital experience of the customers. Sort of a follow-up to that, you know, what makes a bank or what would make a bank choose between a public and private cloud? Can you walk me through maybe what are some of the key differences there uh, for that, you know, maybe it would it'd be wise for a uh, banker to keep in mind? Yeah, so, I mean, if, um, you know, obviously there are lots of large corporations, uh, certain, uh, you know, tiers of banks that uh, want to take advantage from a, a cloud infrastructure perspective and, and, of course, can afford to have uh, the, the private cloud uh, perspective. But of course, what the public cloud provides is the fact that it provides scale and lower cost of uh, ownership, you know, from that perspective. So given the fact that you go probably the public solution, it then allows you to think much more widely, uh, whereas a, a particular private cloud may be focused around on specific individual solutions that might make more sense. But then again, it's all about the cost. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.